0: Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak the podcast. I'm your host Elena Fox. Hey guys I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be during this grand design reunification process that we are all undergoing at this moment. I hope that you're able to heal in the ways that you need to heal and utilize the energies coming towards us from the cosmos, from the planet itself and from, from the sun also from God directly, your higher self. And also all the ETs about out and about (laughs) in the other dimensions, we are getting so much love at this time and the ascension is underway. And This really is a reunification process. We are becoming more unified with each other and indeed within ourselves. Now, I hope you uh, were able to hear miss knowledge Raven spell. She was running around and she, (laughs) she made me laugh. She made me laugh during the beginning of this. She, she came in and, and started, uh, booping my feet a lot. (laughs) And then she took off running and now she's just looking outside. she, is excited as heck because it's a tropical storm outside, not a storm, but lots of rain. And she's so thrilled and happy about this. She likes to hear it. Um, all the noise, all the noises and all the windows. And so she has to go back and forth all over the apartment to all the different windows to see what's going on because she hears new noises and it's exciting for her. So if you hear her in the background running back and forth, <laughs> it's what she's doing. It's adorable. Anyway, um, that's a quick little knowledge Raven spell report. She did bit bite my eyeball yesterday. Uh, she asks for, um, for me to bend down for her usually. So, um, I have these sounds weird. Like I'm like literally like a bachelor over here <laughs> and I have these pizza boxes because I want her to feel, um, like it's her furniture, right? So I have these pizza boxes, you know, they didn't have any food in them, but I, I had them stacked up so she could lay on top of them and so she could reach me and we could put our heads together. Cause you know, the way cats do and, um, She bit me in the eyeball. Sometimes she bites my cheek a little bit, kind of affectionately, but she snagged my eyeball. Oh, my good God. I was like, this is not a ball, dude. (laughs) Ball is implied in the name. (laughs) It's not a ball to play with, dude. Seriously little dudette <laughs> oh man so my eye hurts it's bruised my eyeball is actually bruised it's been red all day I've been putting drops in and ugh. anyway that's that's our miss Donald Draven spell report she's been a little bit more frisky than usual <laughs> a little bit more feisty but she's not um, mean as she can be like she I've seen her a lot meaner and actually she's been real sweet lately just very affectionate, but a little over exuberant in her affection <laughs> in her little, you know, biting of me. <laughs> so, um, you anyway, I was sitting here with a bruised eyeball that kind of hurts and it's red. And anyway, it's not an ascension symptom. It's just a, a symptom of living with a baby Panther. <laughs> anyway I swear to God I'm like I think you're really a little tiny panther I think they lied to me you weren't really a cat you're a panther dude you're a jaguar (laughs) anyway um, but I hope you're able to allow these energies to move you mold you shape you in the ways in which you become a better person in every possible way and that you're taking care of yourself. Now, a lot of this, um, a lot of what happens, what I've noticed is that, you know, the energies come up. We're in a solar wind stream or whatnot, or we've, we're having extra cosmic radiation. It seems to affect us. The uh, Schumann resonance will go up in different places. And I honestly have no idea what it's doing here in my neck of the woods in South America, because there is no station set up. It does cost $20,000 to set up a station and it's quite extensive. And then once you set it up, you've got to monitor it every freaking day, like forever. So what you doing girl? All right. I got to go help the cat for a minute. I'll be right back. Excuse me there folks. Uh, Miss knowledge needed me to cover her food. She was finished eating. (laughs) Uh, She has her plastic bag that she picked out herself and it's there and she has to, but she gets upset. She can't get it completely perfect over the food bowl. And if I don't do it, she will knock the glass bowl off the counter and it will break. So, um, she didn't like her metal bowl. It was, you know, too massive and wasn't sweet and delicate like she is. So I had to give her, I bought her these little crystal bowls and they're colored like one's red, one's green, one's purple. She loves her little bowls and they're very fancy, but they're also very breakable. So I have to make sure to always be at her beck and call when she needs her food uncovered and covered. (laughs) Oh my God. She has me trained well, don't you? What's doing? Hey, how are you doing? Meow. You want to say hi to the people? Okay, just play with your toy then. (laughs) You're really feisty today. What you doing, baby angel? Oh, what? Was that meow? I was hoping she'd talk for you guys. Sometimes she does. (laughs) She's like, I'm not a trained monkey, mom. (laughs) Don't make me. (laughs) earlier um, I was singing to her and she started meowing so much with me and we were singing together it was just uh, she's just so cute she's a little light of my life right here anyway um, as I was saying a lot of these Ascension symptoms happen when we're being bombarded by only God really knows what and it's a collective thing. And we have thousands of people around the world reporting these symptoms and it does a lot of things. It like, I think when you have stuck energy in your chakras, when you have stuck energy somewhere in your body and you need to heal something from your past, for example, um, the energy will get stuck there until you release whatever trauma, emotional trauma, mental trauma, whatever and then the energy can become unstuck. And then now you're not in pain anymore. You're not hurting in that one way. So sometimes it's your throat chakra gets blocked and then you might get a sore throat or you might have a swollen, you know, lymph nodes or, you know, something to do with your throat. And sometimes it's allergies. Like I'm, I'm kind of having throat allergies today. So now I'm thinking maybe it's my throat chakra, a little bit blocked. You know, my, my twin flame, maybe going through something. So it might be him going through it. And, and maybe it's not my thing or maybe it is my thing. Sometimes it's him. And sometimes it's me. And then I feel like maybe I'm blocking him. So I need to unblock mine in order to help him, you know? And so if you're on the twin flame journey, that's like, you know, you got to take care of yourself and the other, even if you're not even like together yet. Um, you're still responsible in a way, you know, at least I feel responsible. I feel like I, I'm. it's my duty to always take care of him. You know, even if he's not right here in the room, I still love and take care of him to the best of my ability, at least energetically I do. I'm always um, trying to make sure his anxiety levels are managed and that he feels comfortable, and I'm always giving him comfort energy so he sleeps when it's nighttime. You know, like I always feel like there's kind of, you know, he needs me and I need him. And today this morning, he actually tickled me on the throat and woke me up. (laughs) I was, or no, it was just, I I guess technically was this morning. And I told you guys that in last in, in the last half of yesterday's show, which I put out this morning. So yeah, I mean, it was like, what? (laughs) It was so sweet. I'm like, Oh, I feel him. I mean, I felt him like literally touch me. Like he was in the room with me. And a couple days ago, he was touching my ankle. And wake up, and no one's there. It's like, oh, it's so spooky, but also spooky in a good way. It's a sweet touch. It's a good touch. But um, so I, I've been thinking, like, okay, so the the things that we're having, you know, happen, like the ascension symptoms, like you know, you get a throat shocker block, so then all these other physical symptoms happen or you might get choked up, you can't say the words you need to say. It might be emotional, might be physical. It, you know, but if you get a pain in your body, maybe there's something that you need to look at in that level of your life. Like right now I'm having in between my shoulder blades in the back uh, in my back, um I'm having a pain. So I have to ask, okay, well there is probably another storm on its way. Another squall coming in from the ocean and now when that hits, this pain's going to go away. Um, I am a water witch or a rain weather witch, <laughs> which means my body predicts the future as far as weather patterns are concerned. Because the barometric pressure goes up and I feel it in the um, the sheaths around my bone um, become swollen, and I get quite crippled and I can't move very well and it's quite painful. But I know that means hey when I'm when my bones get to aching we got to make sure that we batten down the hatches mateys because there's something coming and so I'm grateful for it you know but it is something that does happen It's part of my shamanism (laughs) something I was born with and I've been going through this since I was a teenager maybe even since the age of like maybe 11 or 12 is when this started happening but sometimes it's a block, you know, like this thing in between my shoulder blades might be, and I do feel like it's a weather related thing, but because it's near my lungs, which is, um, if you go back to my original, uh, season, the first season, uh, body syndromes, um, the lungs, anything to do with the lungs have to, um, do with, uh, grieving that you haven't grieved yet. It's unexpressed grief. Sometimes it's unexpressed rage, anger, you know, but rage is anger on steroids and anger is just a band aid that covers up those emotional hurts. And if we don't clear out the emotional sadness, the hurts, and we don't just let them go by crying them out, that literally gets energy out of your body. Um, it can get stuck in your body and when it's stuck now you've got problems with your lungs with breathing with coughing with asthma bronchitis pneumonia COVID might be a part of that you know your body just takes on whatever to make it worse so that you can finally understand that that's where you need to work on sometimes just a physical thing but a lot of times it's emotional might be a mental block. It might be, you know, something that's trying to tell you what to do, you know, um, you know, like what to heal. Basically, if your legs hurt or if there's anything to do with your feet, legs, you know, knees, ankles, that's, um, flight syndrome. You want to run away, but you cannot, you feel stuck. And if it's in your arms, it's your fight syndrome. You want to fight and you can't. And so now you have problems in your arms, right? And, uh, anything, um, in the neck head region, that's also crying grief syndrome. But if it's anything in the stomach area, it's a uh, frustration and guilt. And that does include sexual frustration and sexual guilt. So if you're in a relationship in which you're not making love <clears throat> regularly and the other, your partner's just closed off sexually to you, um, that can, express itself in a wide variety of ways. You know, it could be, you know, problems with the prostate problems with the, you know, the uterus or the ovaries or, you know, the sexual organs of, you know, any part of that would be like sexual frustration and also sexual guilt. I mean, if you're, if you cheated on your partner and you don't want them to know, you might start to develop physical symptoms. Um, You just got to be careful. I mean, seriously, you got to do it. You know, got to be careful. My um, friend told me that his ex-wife was dating a guy who cheated on her, and she tried to get him to admit it, and and he wouldn't, and he felt guilty. So when she cast a spell to give him boils down there, (laughs) it worked. (laughs) It really freaked me out. I was like, holy moly, she's powerful. Wow. She's really powerful. That's kind of, it's horrible, but it's kind of funny. But I think he deserved, I think he thought he deserved it. I'm not saying, I'm not judging him either one way or the other, you know, that was their whole, all their business. But I thought that was kind of funny. It's like she cast boils as a spell and it actually worked. (laughs) I wonder if she was like, uh huh, there you go. (laughs) You better run Billy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that wasn't his name. I'm just making that up. I don't know his name. I just thought that I heard that story and it really blew my mind. I was like, wow. So I think that it can, um, manifest in a wide variety of ways Like cancer manifests when it's unexpressed, um, emotions. Now, if you want to know more about this, you can look at, listen to the body syndromes uh, episode I did based on the training that Dr. Uh, John campus taught us in, um, hypnotherapy, school, basically Hypnosis Motivation Institute, where I went and got my degree as a clinical certified clinical hypnotherapist. But um also you can read the book You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay from Hay House Publishing and God rest her soul. She was such a beautiful, lovely woman. She had a lot of issues and she discovered one day that affirmations will help and she would say the same affirmations for hundreds of times per day until she got herself out of the negative thinking that she was in and she cured her own. Um, I think she had cancer and, and a couple other things, depression. What's, what's up girl. Now she's standing in a box in her toy box. Okay. Now she's out. What are you doing? I think she's a little bored. She was so excited for all the rain and now the rain went away and she's like, it's not here to play with me anymore. What you doing, baby girl? Hmm? I'm going pr- to move her ball for her. Maybe Maybe that's what she wants. <laughs> I bought her this giant green ball. Well, it's giant to her. And she loves this thing. Well, there you go. She's <laughs> playing with it a little bit. She um, will hop on pop the ball and, and then like roll with it. It's super funny. <laughs> she likes the um, she I don't know, she's likes to play soccer with it. She'll like hit the ball between her feet and run with it. And she does it with like really tiny balls, tennis balls, and then this much bigger vinyl ball that I got. It's green. It's her favorite color. She likes green. She she seems to anyway. <clears throat> anyway, um so I think that when the energies come down and, and we receive them into our bodies, usually it's subconscious. We don't know it's happening until, Oh my gosh, I feel this pain. I feel this ache or I'm having the symptom. Like, uh, for a while people were having problems with, um, digestion. People were having problems with, um, colon. That's all sexual frustration and sexual guilt or regular guilt and regular frustration. um, And and it's also like with the feelings of worthiness and the feelings of, um, um, survival, like being afraid you're not going to survive and being afraid of sexual experience or having experienced sexual trauma or rape or anything. Um, you know, molestation when you're a kid and, and sometimes these things will uh, manifest in other ways when you don't even remember that they happened. And sometimes you have to clear it out And eventually the memories will come when you're ready for them. repression works. It's just the way of your subconscious mind to protect you. But when you're ready, you have the memories come up. I did. I had, when I was very, very little, I was like around two years old, maybe even one and a half something. I was very little and I didn't remember this. And then all of a sudden I read, I remember the whole thing. I was like, Oh my God, you know, like I left my body when it happened and I, my pediatrician raped me up the butt and I forgot about it my whole life, but had problems though, you know, with going to the bathroom and having issues with that my whole life, whole life. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to discuss it. Don't even want to do it. Don't want to think about it. Just, I mean, ew, gross, gross, gross. And I just said, well, it must be because I'm a Virgo. And then one day I realized what had happened and I did talk about it on the show. I was tearful about it. You know, now I'm over it. I've cleared that energy out. Thank you, God. But, um, yeah, that was really rough coming up with that memory, you know, and sometimes these memories will just sneak up on you and you just have to honor them when they come and, and just, all right. sometimes the memories are way out of proportion to what actually happened, but it's our perception that makes it bad. You know, sometimes and sometimes we're what actually happened was way worse than what we remember. Or sometimes we don't remember anything at all, but we have like a physical symptom. So, you know, if you're having a lot of anger and and you don't like the way that uh, people have objectified you, you might get cancer in the parts that of your body that have been objectified a lot. You know, like women get breast cancer or whatever, you know, like maybe if you're a man you might get penis cancer if you know, women just use you for sex, you know, like that could be a real thing. So all of these things we have to clear out and all the traumas that we've experienced, it's time to just release, relax and and let it go and forgive yourself, forgive the other person who harmed you. And you don't ever need to talk to them again. You don't have to forgive them in a way in which they know they're being forgiven. You know, if they want to deal with their own guilt, that's their own thing. But And hopefully they do feel guilty. But um, you ask for forgiveness or you forgive for yourself. You do this for yourself. This is a part of self-care and self-love. And that was the other point and component I wanted to talk about as far as the Ascension symptoms. It's another idea or insight that I had is that as we're getting these Ascension symptoms, we're aware of them because they're so pervasive. Like, I mean, I had tinnitus must've been three or four years. It was ridiculous. (laughs) The amount of tinnitus. It was like, Whoa, will this ever stop? It was like, like constantly in my ear. And then in my other ear would be like, Ooh, like, it's like, how are these two different tones? What the hell is happening right now? And I, you know, I was like looking it up. Is it magnesium? Is it zinc? What the hell do I need? Selenium? Like, I need to take vitamins, minerals, you know, whatever it is. And then I realized it was about time that um I addressed, you know, my ear chakras. What am I not hearing? What am I afraid to hear? What what's what truths did I put off hearing and is it that or is it not that do i do acupressure and if if i do if, if it goes away then it was just a physical thing but if i do acupressure and doesn't work then maybe there's something more to it maybe i'm not hearing the voice of god or maybe it's my angel my holy guardian angel tuning me to the voice of god more and tuning me away from things that are not good for me And I started noticing if I start to listen or to something that was kind of negative in vibration, or if I started to watch um, like a show on Netflix, that was a little bit uh, violent or a little bit not in the spiritual way, like a little bit egotistical all of a sudden I can't hear it because the tinnitus comes up. It's like, okay, getting those gentle corrections every single day and I am open to the suggestion because I want to better myself. I want to be a better person. So I just go with it. Just roll with it, baby. You know, you got to roll with the punches to get to what's real. It's what they say. It's what the song says, how the song goes. (laughs) And that's how, you know, it's how I, I try to live my life. But I have noticed that More people in the spiritual community have been talking about self-care, you know, eating more clean, eating better, uh, doing better for yourself, sleeping on time, sleeping longer hours, um, taking vitamins and minerals, um, giving yourself a timeout, taking a spa day, getting a massage, actually, you know, doing for yourself, eating better, just, You know, taking care of your skin, drinking more water, you know, getting more hydration um, that's good for your body, the good kind of hydration. You know, I've noticed that as these ascension symptoms come up, they're pointing out flaws that we have managed to forget about or ignore. Now that we can't ignore them or forget about them, we're healing them but also it's putting us in the way of our own personal self care and it is bringing us to a point of wanting to love ourselves more. Finally accepting ourselves more and finally accepting the love that we give ourselves. It's um, for me, been a very long road trying to get to my twin flame. And I've been kind of crying about what happened before, you know, seeing him on that fateful day and looking into his eyes and just the whole world fell away. It didn't exist. It was him standing beneath this really lovely tree and the sunlight coming through this dappled sunlight. And, All I could see was his face, his sweet, innocent boyish face. He was a teenager, probably around 18. I was 13 and just the world fell away and I was like, wow. And I remember in that moment, I'm so lucky. I get to meet my love right now. I don't know. I just thought that and I was so caught dead in my tracks that I couldn't say a damned word. And I think I telepathed with him and asked him his name and he told me it's, and he said his name. I'm not going to say it out loud. (laughs) He told me what his name was. And I don't think we said that out loud. I think it was (laughs) telepathing and he couldn't even smile. I couldn't even smile. We were just in shock feeling like it activated something in us. And I was unconsolable for the next three years. I went around looking for him everywhere. I went, where's he? Where's my guy looking, 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 and I couldn't find him anywhere. And it's been 40 whole years. I just realized that recently since I looked into his beautiful face in person and I know who he is and he's very famous. He made a good amount of great choices in his life and I'm so happy for him. He's done so good and he's a force to be reckoned with in this world. You know, he really did a good job, but he's also very sweet, very loving you know, I hear stories about him all the time that just like humbles me to no end. Like, I'm like, I think I'm a good person. And then I hear a story something he did. And then I just cry. Cause I'm like, God, I'm not, not where he's at. He's such a love. He's such a good man. And, uh, so, I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay. You know, I gotta be better. I gotta be better. And, um, but though I would have to say though for, it would have to be 20 years. Maybe I would go to his movies and i would come out of the theater going, which one was he in the movie? Like I literally don't know which one he was. I could not see his face. And during those decades that I couldn't see his face or remember him, which was insane. And I'd forgot what happened when I was 13 and I didn't put it together not only it was only recently that I put that together and during those decades, I couldn't remember his face or see him when I went to see his movies. I knew his name and when I saw a picture of him, I'm like, Ooh, he's awfully cute. Ooh, he's delicious. <laughs> I would eat him up like a snack. He's so beautiful. I love him. He's awesome. But I didn't know he was my guy. I was just like, Ooh, look at him. Ooh, baby. <laughs> but then I wouldn't remember him. Like if I saw a picture of him like the next day, not with his name on it, I wouldn't know who it was. It was like weird. Like I couldn't see his face. And during those decades, I didn't love myself during those decades. I did not have like self-confidence or self-esteem. No one had built me up. Nobody had loved me proper. Um, You know, my dad loved me, but he didn't build me up the way he ought to have. He didn't know. I don't think his dad did for him what he should have done for me. So how was he to know? He didn't know. You know, my mom had a low self-esteem and low confidence, but she was very loving and very sweet, you know? So I didn't grow up with the examples I needed or the love that I needed. And I'm not complaining about that. I love my parents very, very much and I'm grateful for them. But I just really started recently realizing, and now, by the way, I mean, for the past, I would say 10 years or so, I have actually been able to look at my twin flame in his movies and say, Oh yeah, of course I know him. I'll see a picture of him without his name and I know it's him, but I also can look myself in the eyes in the mirror and I recognize myself now and I never could for what, like for decades I had to build my own self esteem up. I had to build my own self confidence up every day and every way I'm getting better and better. And I have to tell myself that, And I had to go through a lot emotional stuff. I had to go through a lot of abuse. I I mean, one relationship after another was one was worse than the other. It just got from, you know, bad to worse. And from, you know, one narcissist to another, you know, one jerk to another, it was really that bad. And even though it wasn't like bad every day, and even though I wasn't physically abused, although, you know, the last, marriage came awfully close. He did threaten to punch me in front of the kids. And I saw, I saw the writing on the wall. Like God sent me a flash of inspiration that if I don't do something really off the wall and freaky right in this moment, he's going to beat me to death in front of the kids. And I was asking God, well, what the hell do I do? And he said, just laugh, laugh in his face, act like he's joking. And it's going to disrupt his, his thinking. And I did. And I burst out laughing and I said, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? What the hell you think you're doing, man? And I looked at his fist. I'm like, what are you going to punch me? Oh my God, please. You know, you're not like that. That's not who you are. This, you're a good man. You would never do that because you're a good. You know, and I like, and I just like fucking disrupted that bullshit. He had never laid a hand. Well, he did. He pushed me once, but he had never punched me. He never hurt me. And he did hit the kids. Um, after I left and stole them away from me, abused them when I wasn't there. And, um, so we all have this like trauma, you know, this collective trauma as a result of this guy, because I had a, I, cause of me, cause I made a bad choice. So I do take full responsibility for that. And so I've had to like deal with the false guilt of that as well. So, you know, I have had my share of my fair share of bad crap and homelessness. And I mean so much crap, you know, i um, homeless several times in my life actually starting from the age of 18. So, um, I'm grateful. Knock on wood. I'll never have to go through that again. And my beautiful man will come into my life and help me learn how to be more prosperous and, you know, continue to stay humble and even become more so, you know, but, um, but I have noticed that all of us as a collective whole has been put in the way and in, in the idea of self love and self care. And there's nothing wrong with that. It does not build your ego to care for your body and to care for your soul and to care for your mental health and your emotional health. They're all equally important and they're all necessary to take care of. Um, You deserve that. And if you think about it, you are a part of God. Now, how would you take care of God if God would show up in your own home today? Knocks on the door. Hey, you there. I need something. You know, if God showed up with all of the sentient symptoms that you're having and you knew it was God, or Jesus or an angel or whatever. And someone knocked on your door and they said, I'm having this pain in my shoulder blades and my stomach hurts and I'm having digestive issues. Do you have any vinegar that I could put in a little glass of water for my stomach? Are you able to massage me? Can you help me get back on track or I'm hungry? Will you feed me? I don't think that, I would turn them away and I don't think that you would either I feel like we would definitely take care of that person so why would we not do the same for ourselves and a lot of us are now realizing well we should take care of ourselves as if we are God if as if we are you know angels unawares in fact a lot of us were angels unaware I am an archangel and I did not know that that was my galactic origin story you know, I found out when I went to Guatemala in 2013 and that's when I realized it makes sense. Why, why do I want to work for God so damn bad? Well, (laughs) It's just literally in the blueprint of my soul to do for God and to do for others because I'm doing for God. But boy, was I asleep for a long time, man. Oh man. I thought I was the best person on earth. <laughs> and someone said that to me that we all think we're the best people on earth until we see someone better. And then we realize we're not. I'm like, well, I would never. And then I start realizing, oh shit. All right. And I had to, I am like, I was broken down by life so much until I was able to build myself back up in the right way. And that's what love does. Love needs you to whiteness and threshes you until you're pure. And that's a, a paraphrase quote from the prophet by Khalil Gibran. I did actually read that. Um, I think might've been in season two. I read that book on Mondays. I always like to read books. I think for a minute I was doing it on Fridays and I changed when I did the earth changes report, I decided to switch over the format. So anyway, tonight we're going to do some channeling. I'm going to channel prime creator again. Um, I've been feeling kind of, um, contemplative and I won't say intellectual necessary, but very, um, necessarily, but philosophical, mellow <laughs> I feel like the insights are coming but not as such a, a at a high fever pitch like they had been before I had spent so many years just getting insight after insight after insight that I didn't have like even enough time to write them down or even tell you guys about it It was like so much and now I'm, I'm getting one or two insights a day, but they're very deep, very profound. And I'm very grateful. And, I, and I'm like humbled before the information in ways that maybe I wasn't before, not to this level. No, no, not to this level at all. And I've been talking to someone special who came into my life a couple weeks ago and he's become a very, very special friend. And I feel like he's a catalyst for me to be a better person. So I'm humbled before that as well. I'm so open to his, gentle chidings his very tiny teachings if I say something that doesn't sound completely right he will he will correct me but he doesn't say no you're wrong he just says well you know you got to think that you don't like your apartment but there's a lot of people that don't have a place to rest their head tonight and I know that I know that I've been homeless I know that and for him to point it out in such a sweet and gentle way it just, humbles me to my core, shakes me, shakes me a little bit more out of my slumber and makes me realize I'm not a hundred percent awake. even now, even still, in every moment I spend with this person, just chatting with him. Sometimes it's five or 10 minutes a day. And sometimes it's two hours. Every single moment I feel better. I'm always trying to build him up and he's always trying to build me up and it just is so beautiful like I'm grateful that this kind of friendship is has come into my life and um, it's overwhelming I finally feel seen and heard and loved in a way that I always feel that I deserved I didn't believe I deserved it. And I finally got to the point a few weeks ago, realizing that I do deserve this. And here it comes immediately when I thought that, <laughs> Oh, funny how the universe works. God is so mysterious sometimes. And sometimes it's so obvious, but the answer is always in front of your face, but you can't see it. Your nose is in the way or something. I don't know. <laughs> And then it happens, and you're like, oh, right. All right, I get it. This beautiful, gentle love, this beautiful friendship that I'm developing with this person is um, quite unprecedented. And there's no pretense. It doesn't seem like there's any kind of, I don't know, There's no pretense. There's no kind of um secret agenda. There's nothing secret. There's no secret. It's like. <sighs> there's no game playing. There's no push me pull you. There's no, let's fuck with you a little bit. Let's play through energy a little There's like none of that. It's just pure gentle, humble love. And I haven't encountered another human being like this, to this level, not to this extent, maybe ever, maybe a couple people. Actually, I'll have to say Cadillac. God rest his soul. My friend who traveled and toured with Steppenwolf as a roadie for their entire band career. He followed the grateful dead for freaking a decade. And he was one of what he told me. He's like, I'm one of the last of my kind. I'm one of the last Seminole natives from the U S he says, I'm one of the last of my people. And when I go, I don't know how many of us are left. Maybe not many, maybe not any. I don't know. He came from a very small band of the Seminole tribe. I think he said Northern Florida. God, I loved him. I missed him when he died. I just, uh, it's possible. I'm still not over that actually. <clears throat> how can I be over this world losing such a beautiful soul but he died in a heartbeat he was doing lighting for the wolf band which was the second incarnation of Steppenwolf. wolf they were over there in ventura and he was doing the lighting for them and he just he had a brain aneurysm it killed him immediately and by the time he hit the ground he fell off a ladder by the time he hit the ground he was dead And when they went through his things, they found the picture I'd taken of him and they used that for the paper in the Ohio paper to announce that he had died. And I was so flattered. They used the picture I gave him, but I I took that picture of him because I loved him so much. He was such a decent friend. Good, good man. You know, he said, I want you to hang out with me sometime. I said, okay. And then I came up and he's like, this is where we're going to hang out. And we literally go to like this random piece of land. And he, he pulls out these in his backpack he had bedrolls and he had blankets and I'm like what the heck (laughs) he's like we're gonna just live where the great spirit put us and this is nature and we just laid out you know on our bedrolls and our sleeping bags looking up at the stars and it was like when he said camping I'm thinking tents you know a little bit more glamping but no it was like straight up we're gonna just sleep on the ground and we're gonna Breathe, And he gave me exercises and he was part of my energy shaman training. Actually. Now that I think about it, some of my very early native training and I've always been, God has always put in my way, native Americans to help me and this person who I'm speaking with. He's a part native, just like me. And there's just something the energy, there's like a, a higher vibrational energy to this DNA that we, are so lucky to have been a part of this life. And there's such a gratitude that it's a new level of gratitude that I've never felt before guys. And I'm humbled before it's presence. A hundred percent hundo P baby. (laughs) So, I hope that you guys can get to that level too and and, um, that we all can keep doing this and going in this reunification process together because this is so beautiful. And what we have to experience in our future is so much more than what we can imagine. And the best is yet to come guys. The best is always yet to come. Just love is always the answer. (laughs) I'm like so happy, like crying, but I'm so happy. It's such a conundrum. It's, (laughs) really ironic and it's kind of funny to me. (laughs) I sent my, my friend and I, we, we started having these moments where we're just laughing. We're enjoying each other's company so much that we just, we start laughing so much. We start sending each other laughing emojis because I'm like, I'm laughing so hard because I'm so happy to know you. And he says, I'm so happy too. Like I'm laughing too. I can't believe it. He says, sometimes I'll be just you know, working during the day. And I just burst out laughing out of nowhere because I can't stop thinking about you and our conversations. And I'm laughing too. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And so I took it, I put my makeup on and I kind of dressed up and I, and I took a, a black and white photo of myself tonight, just laughing, just laughing as hard as I possibly could. And, um, I sent it to him and he was like, Oh my God, that's like such a beautiful picture. And, he was really happy I sent it because I'm like, this is how happy you make me. I've only known you two weeks. And he's already changed me a hundred percent. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> so, so grateful. Anyway, um, so there you have it, guys. That's my two cents worth for the day. <laughs> anyway, um, I just looked It's 50, 45, 55. Earlier I looked at, it was forty-three, forty-three. If those are numbers you've been seeing guys, that might be your angel numbers for the day or the week. Oh man. I keep stretching my back. Out. I don't know if you guys could tell, but I keep fixing my, my bones. I keep um, cracking my back. Thank God for all the years I spent in chiropractic care because I can easily put my bones back into place. It saved myself a lot of money by loosening up those joints (laughs) with chiropractic care. It kind of loosens you up a little bit. All right. Spaceweather.com is so freaking weird. (laughs) Um, I think we are still in a solar wind. Are we? God is saying yes. Muscle testing says yes. I mean, solar wind speed right now is 511.4 kilometers per second. There's almost no chance of flares, though, according to NOAA forecasters. The chance of a strong flare today is no more than 1%, and it says blame the simplicity of the sunspots. All the sunspots on the sun today have uncomplicated magnetic fields, too stable to explode. Wouldn't it be lucky if all humans on earth were too stable to explode. (laughs) I mean, anger wise, obviously not spontaneous human combustion wise. The sunspots have simple, stable magnetic fields that pose no threat for strong flares. That's the other section I read. There's like three facing us. Not a lot going on. Uh, We're on sunspot number 38. So this is a really weird picture a series of pictures, uh, spaceweather.com guys. If you're interested in this, a new haunt for green ghosts, that's what the title of this little article is for the first time ever. Green ghosts have been sighted above a gigantic jet. Frankie Lucena of Puerto Rico made the discover discovery and only took him five months to realize it. I recently decided to revisit a gigantic jet that I recorded Back on September 20th, 2021. When Sprite Chaser Paul Smith saw the video, he pointed out a faint patch of green at the top of the jet. It was a green ghost. Okay, now this is freaking weird. There's two pictures. One of them, it's like, it looks like orange broccoli. It's like the shape of a little stalk of broccoli. <laughs> okay, so that's the shape. It also looks like a grouping of bright orange, magenta, and red. Um uh, octop- uh, not octopus, um, Oh my God. Oh my God. These sea creatures that I love so much. Um, it looks like sea creatures. It, it, it's, it looks really, really trippy and then followed like below that it looks like fireworks. And then at the very bottom it's freaking magenta and fuchsia highlights on a very pale lavender and purple base. It's like an upside down isosceles triangle. I can't even, I'm like describing it. I'm not even beginning to do it justice. The colors of this thing, like if I saw that, I would be scared shitless that we were just invaded by aliens. It looks like something absolutely foreign to my mind. Very alien. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. And even the second picture is just bright red, looks like eyeballs looking at us a bunch of eyeballs on this bright red energy just hanging in the air. I mean, it looks like a UFO. And above it is a green ghost. It's the phenomena when it lit left, it happened and then when it left, it's just it left a green impression of itself in the sky. And that is a green ghost. Oh my God. This is driving me crazy. The name of these creatures are God. What are they? Um, they're not octopus <laughs> or octopi. What is this? How, how many times can I say octopus this week to you guys? It's so weird. Um, jellyfish. Thank you. God. God told me God always knows what's in my mind. I have to give a picture to him and then he can give it back to me as it words. Thank you, prime creator. (laughs) This is why you guys need to listen to the still small inner voice. If you forget something, God will let you know what you've got. Green ghosts are a new phenomenon in the upper atmospheric physics. They were discovered in 2019. Huh? The year I started the apocalypse. Hashtag just saying, I am not responsible for anything after the energy that I put into the ground. That was all on God, but it's very weird to notate <laughs> the timing is a little like, huh? <laughs> so anyway, uh, storm chaser, Hank Shima or Skyma. I don't know how to say this name. My apologies. If he's listening, he noticed that some red sprites shooting up from thunderstorms made a green imprint on the sky and he named them ghosts. Lucena's video proves that gigantic jets have them as well. So that's really trippy. Now, at first, no one knew what green ghosts were, but a research team led by Hans Stenbaek Nielsen of the University of Alaska quickly figured it out. Green ghosts are clouds of oxygen atoms 90 to 95 kilometers above the Earth's surface. The atoms glow green at a wavelength of 557.7 nm. What is that, nanometers maybe? When they are excited by electric fields, from an underlying thunderstorm. Now, this is coincidentally the exact same wavelength of oxygen emission that gives auroras their green color. I was just thinking that. So, green ghosts are, in a sense, auroras, aurora borealis, or the northern lights, for sprites and now for gigantic jets, too. So, anything that excites the upper atmosphere at that level at that wavelength exactly. And that level, how many kilometers up 90 to 95 kilometers up from the surface, that's going to produce that green energy. Now I thought I saw a a red Sprite on top of a thunderstorm once I saw in Cuenca, Ecuador. I kid you not. Like it looked like a rolling thunder and lightning. Like the lightning went all the way from horizon to horizon. It blew my mind. And when at one moment, I thought I saw a flash of a red Sprite. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. What a time to be alive. It's really incredible. So cosmic radiation, this is what's going on. We're at a high level, but we've gone down again by 0.13% in the past 48 hours. We're at 5.1% which is considered high and that's of the space age average uh, since we started going into space basically so that's how long what 60s 50s something like that that's the radiation that comes to us from outer space it's um, neutrons they count the neutrons that's how they know the Udon Kyla Geophysical Observatory in Finland so the all sky fireball network over the United States and NASA's all sky cameras have caught seven fireballs. They were all sporadic. So not a lot going on there. Solar wind flowing from the equatorial Corona hole could reach earth on February 28th through March 1st. So 28th and the, okay. Yeah. Right. There's no 29th. So yeah. So for those two days, we're going to be getting that that's uh, four days and five days from now. So the sun looks like it's has like a, cute little fox face winking at us it's really cute if you look at this picture kind of a fourth of the way down the page here on spaceweather.com. shoe month resonance today uh, the news coming down from disclosure news.it is a little bit lower than yesterday, still at 27 so if you're in europe you might feel a little bit wonky and that might be why the Shuan resonance is normally 7.83 hertz and today that resonant cavity is vibrating higher at 27 hertz frequency and sometimes that makes us feel a little bit wonky a little bit out of sorts we might get overly emotional we might feel a little bit Um, mentally foggy, not much clarity. We might forget things. It can affect your memory. It can affect you in a lot of ways, usually mentally. So just be aware of that and be gentle with yourself. Remember to drink your water, take your vitamins, maybe ginkgo biloba. If you're my age, (laughs) I try to take my ginkgo every day. If I could remember, and that's what it's for memory. (laughs) So, heartmouth.org and the heartmouth Institute um, have their GCMs magnetometer Schumann resonances power and the most recent data we have is given to us from Monday February 21st at the hour of 2300 or if you're in the Navy 23 bells baby <laughs> and this is what was happening then in California they were at 48. Hertz frequency. Hoof, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, were both at zero Hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 102 Hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada, was at 69 Hertz frequency. And last but not least, Tulului, South Africa, was at 269 Hertz frequency. 69 might also be an angel number for you. <laughs> is also, also a fun activity I don't want to mention. All right, it's time to go. <laughs> I don't want to degenerate into gutter speak at this moment. All right, I'm going to give, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to do a little bit of channeling for you guys right after this. guys so uh, I've been channeling since I was a little kid I've mentioned this every week that I'm doing channeling Um, but for those of you who are new I've been uh, well basically using telepathy not necessarily channeling but I've been using telepathy to um, converse with spirits when I was really little like a toddler I was conversing with um, grandfather I called him grandfather Raven he was literally a Raven he would come to my window and knock on the window and I'd open the little curtains there and he would give me instructions about life and the nature of God and the universe basically but you know in the way that a toddler can understand and he just was my teacher and um, my mom got mad she saw that and she says, Oh, that old crow. And she, she went after him with the broom. Like the window was closed and she was scared. He was going to pluck my eyeballs out through the window, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and she started to chase me. Oh, you get away from her. I'm like, don't. He's my teacher. He's my grandfather. And my mom's like, what the hell? <laughs> I've always been a weird kid, you know, not normal at all. I've always had this wild shamanistic way about me. And it is what it is. I'm grateful for it, though. I'm happy about it. And so I've always been telepathing with animals. And Jesus came. His spirit came to me. he I don't know if he was astral projected. Maybe that's what he did. He astral projected from wherever he was in the universe <laughs> to visit me and walk me to school every day when I was seven years old and eight years old and on through sixth grade. He was there with me and he kept me safe. I was always scared uh, to walk in such a bad neighborhood in Arlita, California. um, For, you know, just by myself early in the morning. I don't walk every day, but I mean the days that I did walk, it was, it was kind of scary and long, such a long freaking walk. You know, it took me like an hour to get to school. I, I was a toddler. I would stop and move, um, you know, bugs off the sidewalk. You know, if there's snails trying to inch their way along, I would put them out of harm's way. And I mean, it took me forever to get to school because I had to rescue so many insects. (laughs) You know, I don't want anyone to get stepped on, you know, I mean, they're little, no one could see them. I could see them, but I paid attention and, you know, so that's how I always was (laughs) growing up. But, um, but I've been at this telepathy thing my whole life and it's a God given gift and it's not a unique gift. I mean, a lot of people have this gift and a lot of you probably have this gift. You just haven't exercised your telepathic muscles yet. But once you do, you're going to find it's quite easy and natural. In fact, I think a lot of times babies and children actually have this and then they forget about it. And I had forgotten about it for decades until, um, I was sitting with my, my, uh, husband. And before we got married, when we first got together and we were talking and there's a little statue of a, um, master Poe is what he called it. It was a little uh, Chinese man that random weird little gift someone gave him. And when they gave it to him, he was like, Oh my God. And he started remembering that he has a Chinese master from another lifetime. That was his spiritual master throughout several lifetimes. And he was like, that's master Poe. Oh my God. And um, he didn't know how to talk to him. And when we got together, master Poe came and sat on the bed next to me while he my husband held this little statue going, yeah, this is master Poe, and he's explaining it to me. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. And he's like, what? I'm like, your um, master's here. <laughs> he wants to talk to you. And he's like, what? You can hear him. I'm like, yeah, he's sitting right here. You can't see him. You can't hear him. He's like, no. I'm like, all right, so let's do this thing. And so I channeled his master for him. And he was like, Crying, He was just so grateful. Like, you know, my whole life, I wanted to talk to master Poe and I couldn't, couldn't reach him. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do anything, you know, and, and, and it was funny cause he was a meditator and I didn't really, I thought it was, I, I was okay doing what I did, but it was actually my husband, um, my second husband that taught me, um, how to keep that incredible level of concentration. I mean, in fact, in like less than two years, I had worked my way up with him. We worked our way up together to four hours at a time, sitting in silence, in perfect stillness and meditating for four hours. And that is another place where I honed these gifts. And so I was able to take my, basically take my, um, and someone just called me, I think, (laughs) I might have to pause this. I I didn't hear anything, but I I feel the energy of it. (laughs) So I just felt the energy shift in the room. So anyway, that's what I did. That's how I, um, kind of got the start of channeling. It was when I did this for, um, my ex, you know, but we were, you know, back when we were brand new and then years went by and I met my friend Helen and she called me and said, I need you to channel information for me. I'm like, what is she talking about channeling? I'm not channeler. What are you talking about? And she's always saying, that, I need you to channel this information. I need you to ask God. I'm like, what? like how did she know that I channel God? It was like, and I never told her that I channel God. So what the hell? And she's like, I know you do. You channel God. You're really spiritual. I'm like, just cause someone's spiritual doesn't mean they're channel. She's like, Oh, shut up and just channel God already. <laughs> you know, and she's kind of was a instrumental person in my realizing I probably can channel God. I just never thought about it. That's kind of weird, right? You know, telepath with Jesus, but channeling God, what it's not much different because I use my telepathy to get the messages that I get. I use telepathy to well channel God. And so, uh, there are direct channelers and indirect channelers and the indirect um, channelers are um, like me that we channel through our uh, messages we're receiving via telepathy now the direct channelers they might have a little bit more clarity because they just leave their body and the, the being channels right through them you know however I don't like people taking over my body I can barely stand being in it myself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I actually am grateful for my body, but, (laughs) but it's, it's just, you know, I I get creeped out. I don't want anyone in, in here rattling around inside my bones. So what I do is I use uh, my gift of telepathy to converse, to communicate with uh, spirits, sometimes ghosts or, you know, the ghosties or people who are already in heaven who are wanting to come through. I've channeled art bell. I have channeled, um, and Strieber when she died, Whitley Strieber's wife. I've channeled, um, Hunter S Thompson. Although I don't think I channeled him for the show. Just in general, I telepath with him all the time. He just, he was just with me the other day. You know, checking up on me. He's a good guy, good friend, actually. And he he became my friend after he died, posthumously. Because of my channeling and my telepathy. So, um who also have channeled Master Merlin and I've channeled the Arcturians and the Pleiadians and I even channeled um a very old spirit who was stuck here and I channeled him because I want to know what life was like in Ecuador about the time the Incas came. And so I channeled him for the show. I've channeled volcanoes. I've channeled the, the moon, <laughs> the spirit of the moon. I've channeled, uh, the spirit of the earth. Um, I've channeled fairies and I've even channeled the cetacean collective, which is basically the whales and the dolphins that live on this planet in the oceans. So I could, I could, talk to anybody that is willing to talk to me and that's how it is. But tonight guys, I'm going to channel uh, prime creator, God himself for you. So I'm going to pause this for a quick second and check that message. So it doesn't burn a hole in my brain. (laughs) I don't want to be having my attention divided. So I'm going to do that real quick and then I'm going to come right back and channel prime creator for you guys. Okay, I took a quick stretch, and the person I thought wrote me didn't, but I felt a shift in the energy, <laughs> like a disturbance in the force. <laughs> oh, that's what I felt. That was so weird. All right, let me um, Okay, turn my sound on my computer off so there's no interruptions. So basically, I'm just going to take a couple deep breaths and get a little bit hopefully more comfortable. I'm sitting on this hard ass where wooden chair. It's not that comfortable, but, um, so we're going to channel God. I have no idea what he's going to talk about. It's always a surprise to me as it is to you. So <laughs> he's teaching all of us and I'm just the, the channel for him. So I just open up my energy field and, and I expand my awareness and I ask that he come and give us the information we need and that I am able to be the clearest channel I possibly can. All right. Begin transmission prime creator. Welcome to the show. Greetings, my beloved ones. I am prime creator, your creator. (laughs) All right, off the bat, guys, he's giving me the image. He's like kind of contemplating that we're all just part of his body. It's like him talking to his body. It'd be as if you're just deciding to talk to your own brain. Or your own body, (laughs) your own cells of your body. That's kind of what the image he's giving me right now. So, um, I'm trying to get words now that I got an image for right off the bat. That's the image I got. Uh, by the way, um, just quick note, uh, channeling like this through telepathy. I can, my telepathy is very broad in range and sense. Um, Not only do I get words, but I get feelings, you know, like emotions and I get pictures and sometimes I get whole scenes and I get big, huge packets of light information and I have to unravel it like unpacking a suitcase full of information of all these different types from like spiritual ideas or greater concepts, abstract ideas down to visualizing like images that come like this, like super rapid fire images and emotions and also words. So bear with me. And if there's something I don't understand, I will ask a question and I do use muscle testing to um, get through the whole shebang. So here we go. All right, prime crater. Go ahead, please. I am the one true prime Creator, And I am here to let all of you know how deeply and dearly loved you all are. You are the incredible power of my concentration in a solid form. And yet if you unravel it, from the point of view of quantum mechanics, you're not really solid. You're just very dense bits of light. The information that you are receiving from the cosmos is also bits of light. And you've heard of the saying, like, attracts like but I would like to revise that for this speech today that I'm giving and I'd like to say that light attracts light your light that you have within the extent at which you can glow your light inside of you and outwardly is the extent at which other light is attracted to you. The light that comes from the cosmos is attracted to you. And if you are more aware and you are glowing at a faster rate and you are emanating more light you will in turn attract more light to you and that is why you get more Ascension symptoms versus your counterparts in your day-to-day life who don't have seemingly any when they're very very much spiritually sleeping still they're not getting the light reception because they haven't turned on their own inner heart lights so they are not receiving they're not able or willing yet to receive the packets of light available to all because they haven't opened themselves up to it like a radio cannot get sound unless it's turned on and tuned in and thereby receiving the sonic waves that produce the sound that gets the energy and the message across the packets of light, the information that is being sent out are true in form and they're varied in the easily decipherable information. If you're paying attention, the packets of light that arrive are various, but each will receive to his own ability to understand, perceive, receive, conceive, believe and achieve. So, therefore and thereby when you open your own radio channel or your own radio on and you can turn on all of the channels at once, you're going to receive all the packets of light at once. If you're brand new, you might receive the orientation packet or the one Oh one packets. But if you're able to receive them all and you open yourself up, you will receive the graduate level packets as well. Now these are packets of light. They're packets of information. It's like receiving literally a packet of paper. You open it up and there's, you know, questions and readings and explanations and teachings. And it's just like if you go to orientation at a university, but this is, not the university is just the universe. This information comes into your body and it will sit there like a time bomb getting ready to explode. And these little bits of light will explode. And this is what you call epiphanies. Little packets of light burst forth. When the time is right and you unravel yet another mystery from within another insight from within it's literally insight is inner sight seeing within the packets of light that were sent to you. It's like receiving an assignment or a bit of information and you don't have it until you need it, but you always get it well in advance of the day in which you need it. That's funny how the universe works, isn't it? (laughs) So when you receive these lights, they will hang out at various nodes of your body. They hang out in the bundle nerve bundles, the major nerve bundles in the body, and they hang out at certain uh, junctures of certain bones. And that's at least where they are physically in your body. And you don't have to scratch your knee to get an insight. (laughs) It's just stored in different parts of your body when you are having a particularly rough time in which you want the light, you're trying to receive the light. And yet you haven't dispelled the darkness. Sometimes the light will gather right up where the darkness is to dispel the darkness, but you're holding on to the darkness with your thoughts, with your subconscious mind. And you have stored these darkness packets, the dark packets of basically dark light in your body and it builds up pressure and when it b- builds up pressure, it can build up inflammation and it can lead to pain. It can cause tension in your muscles. It can, um, affect your nervous system and other things such as sometimes your organs, your ability to, um, like swallow. You know, sometimes you'll get a sore throat or, your eyes get swollen or, or maybe dry. Your eyes might get very, very dry. There's various things that happen in the body and all the, the strange little irritations and the discomforts usually is because the packets of light have come and stored themselves around where the darkness is so that it can crowd out the darkness, open it up to the light, flood, gates of light will open up eventually and you will be filled with light completely. This is why it's important to clear your energy in every possible way. And this is why it's important to pay attention to all of the things that feel and seem right. As far as inner sight that comes about just in your day to day living sometimes your insights come when you're meditating, but sometimes your most intense contemplative moments are when you're in the shower or when you are washing dishes. And there's a reason for that. Even if you're standing in a river or a lake or the ocean, even in the swimming pool, there's a reason why the insights tend to come around water. Now, water is a magnetic uh, force. There is, um, a magnetic bond that holds the molecules, hydrogen and oxygen together. And it is the magnetic force in the water itself in these bonds that bring the memories to the surface. It brings the insights to the surface. It brings the energy that needs to surface to the surface. So Water uh, is magnetic and it's uh, mem is a word um, that is describing a Hebrew letter. And mem in Hebrew means water. And what is very fun and very clever about this is that water and memory, mem, memory, mem is the first part of the word memory watcher and memory go hand in hand the magnetic bonds pull the memories to the surface so that they can be released and the ta- the traumas can be released and the energy of that can be released water is a healer water is a teacher water has spirits attached to it that also furthermore help you bring memories to the surface through their magnetic bonds and they help you to release them. Water is very gentle in its nature of healing. And yet sometimes it can be quite cruel and devastating as it crashes into shorelines in the form of tsunami or ocean waves during heavy storms. But water is one of the ways in which The collective unconscious, as Carl Jung put it, can hold the memories. The race memories of the human race are included and contained in water. But water does not hold on to the memories of individuals such as the Akashic Records. Water holds the collective race memories of um, things that were shared collectively. Water is a series of magnetic bonds that are collectively held together as they aggregate together, but there's many different separated out bonds. But water is magnetically attracted to each other. Um, each individual molecule is like magnetically attracted to hang out with other molecules of water, and that's why you get pools of water. This is why water will move together and make bigger droplets because of the magnetic bonds in water. It's part of the nature itself. This is a water world planet and it was created with this in mind. It was created on purpose. So there would be a magnetism that can help you gain insights and help you bring your memories to the surface. If you take advantage of the water that is available, This is also why, and this is a sneaky bit on my part, being your prime creator. This is why your bodies start to smell bad when you are not using and utilizing water daily. Your bodies start to smell bad and you get to a point where you cannot stand it anymore. So you must go under the water and that will bring out more insights and that will bring out more energy that needs to be out. And so you're always forced into a position in which you are surrounded by water at least once a week, if not once a day or twice a day, water is an intricate part of your life. And you do not understand the extent at which it was put together for you for your benefit. Water is Life, You have to have it on the outside and you have to have it on the inside as well. You have to drink water and when you drink water, it releases memories that may be stored in your inner organs. You drink enough water and you will release more water weight. And the other water that is in this situation of extra water weight is there to pull out more memories from your internal organs. There's even more there stored sometimes deep inside the tissues of the body. Water is a part of you. Your body is 80% water. Some of you, it's only 75% if you're dehydrated, but it's a good 80, roughly 80% of your body is made from water. So you have this magnetic attraction (laughs) going on inside of you. You have the energy of that as well as the pulling out of deep seated memories. So if you utilize water and you can talk to the water in your body and you talk to the water that you use in the bathtub or the swimming pool and ask it to help you bring the memories to the surface, it will. And then you could ask it to wash away clean. The energy of that, and it will. Water is very special that way, and it should be treated as something sacred. But because it's so commonplace, you interact with it every single day, you tend to take it for granted, or at least most humans do. And so I beseech you to go towards having a relationship with water. Every bit of water that you see or touch, taste, smell well, if you smell water, it's water mixed with something because water doesn't have a smell. <laughs> I went too far in the senses there, guys. That was kind of funny. I didn't hear him say smell, and then <laughs> there you have it. We came to screeching halt there for a second. <laughs> It's actually kind of funny. All right. Go ahead. Prime Peter. I don't know where we were. uh, So go ahead. You can figure it out. So, (laughs) so water is this unstoppable force in your life. It is always in your life. You cease to be, you cease to exist. If water is no longer in your life, You need it to bathe, you need it to, um, flush your waste down the toilet. You need it to wash your dishes, water, your cats, dogs, cattle, and horses. You need it to water yourself. (laughs) So you're not just living in a water world or a life world. You're living in a magnetic world and all throughout your planet are magnetic lines and magnetic pathways and byways there is seemingly a magnetic heart to the earth people have said and there is a magnetism in your own heart again remember you yourself are 80 percent water your heart itself is a microcosm of the macrocosm meaning the heart of the planet earth now, even though the planet Earth does not have the traditional sense of a heart, it does have a lot of water. And water is also symbolized by cups. And cups are emotions. So not only are is water MEM, but you could take the first M off and it's M. So it's for memory and emotions. And sometimes you have trapped emotions in your bones and in your body and the trapped emotions um, can cause cruel tricks on you um, such as the case of a young lad who will get angry and then let anger be his guide and he gets nowhere in life because he's always angry so he can't get hired and if he did get hired he would get fired because of the emotions so it's something that you need to think about when you receive these packets of light and you already have multitudes of them waiting in your body to be discovered. All you need to do is clear out the packets of light with, or open up the packets of light with clearing out any memories that are held in the body that are less than idyllic. Now, if you could take, these um packets of light and open them up a little bit one at a time you're going to discover some wonderful things that you've been wondering about all along inside your heart is the um energy such as a pillar of light it is related to your spine and it goes all the way up into the cosmos now it's in another dimension so you don't see it physically but this is a light beacon and that light beacon is um, like he's showing me these tubes uh, that people use in newspapers. Um, I've, I've worked in a newspaper. They would use these tubes where they put like a little tube with whatever in it and it, they push a button and it sends it right to the, that department without the person have to walk all over the building and take the stairs and the elevators and all that they can just put the tube in and just, it, it makes it sound like thump <laughs> and it leaves. And then, then it just shows up randomly. It's really trippy. Sometimes the things get lodged in there, but usually it works quite well. And in uh, New York uh, city at one point, all the buildings had these. And I remember seeing it in a couple of movies. So I don't know what he's talking about there, but, um, That was like really weird. Okay. So go ahead. Prime creator. Yes. So you got my, uh, idea metaphor. (laughs) So once you release a traumatic memory from an area that there might be a packet of light that opens up immediately, but like those tubes that thump, the tube, it, you, the the packets of light energy will just go thumping over to another uh, point at which you have um, an issue or problem or trauma or memory to resolve after you bring it to the surface. So these packets of light do travel along the, your body. And once you are feeling okay again, the packets of light energy will flood your whole cavity of um, this light. So for example, say you have um, a pain in your heart and you're not admitting to yourself what it is. And it's definitely emotional nature because they can't find anything, you know, physically wrong. What will happen is um, you'll feel that discomfort, like a palpitation or kind of like a, um, tachycardia where you, your heart beats extra fast, for example. So, um, say the packets of light are there and you clear out whatever it is. You've discovered it's anxiety from a past love that cheated on you. So now you're going to do a deep breathing and you're going to use your energy healing tools and you move that energy out and now you feel great. Well, then, um, you might get another part of your heart might feel something suddenly and then you go through the whole rigmarole of what it could be physically. And then you have to rule things out. But once you get to a certain level of spiritual awareness, you will be able to fix that almost right away. You see it and go, Oh gosh, I know about that. Let me look into it and you unravel it, you know, and then the next one comes along and you unravel that one. And you're not as worried about, about anything. Anymore. Once you get more adept at spirituality and doing these kinds of things, that energy will move out rapidly. The negative and the dark move out really rapidly. So that's pretty much what we wanted to say about water and about memory. Okay, now there's something else he's saying. Um, all right, so, huh? All right, so fish are an animal that live in the ocean of memories, the ocean of mem, the water, the magnetism area of the planet. <laughs> At least one of them. There's several but one of the sources of magnetism on the planet, of course, is the water and inside this delightful magnetic alive soup. That is the ocean you have fish now fish on a metaphoric level can represent ideas and what do you put in water, but a fish hook and and trying to catch the fish. So if you put this on a metaphoric level, on a more abstract idea level, you can see that as man is concerned, you are trying to hook ideas. Ideas that will make you rich ideas that will make you uh, filled with love ideas that will bring you some sort of success and modicum of happiness in your life. So That's another layer to this water world that you are are living in. So the fish are the ideas and the creative forces. That's what they represent. Okay. I'm asking God secretly. Well, what about the Japanese overfishing set situation where they live? And what if we get overfished out and they represent ideas? What does that mean? Well, okay. So that's what he's saying on a metaphorical level. That would definitely mean that the creativity is running out of your world. And, but you need just hang back and stop fishing for a while. And there's going to be plenty more to uh, come back. But since it's really a metaphor and not the reality, there's still going to be ideas floating around, even if there were no fish. But if there were fish, the only ideas anyone would have would be, how do we get the fish back? <laughs> so, ironically, and hopefully, this will never happen. Although, as you get deeper into the um, apocalypse and Armageddon scenario, and the farther you reach that ascension scenario, the more animals I am sending your way to replace new animals that are going extinct, you are suddenly getting. Old animals thought long gone to be extinct, and whoa, well, lo and behold, they're coming back. They come out of the clear blue ether and they show up in, in areas where there isn't really any people, unpopulated areas. It seems like, oh, look at that in that forest over there. We never knew, but look at this is a, you know goat-like creature with a one horn on its head like a unicorn. Well, that's awfully strange. <laughs> and this is how God remains anonymous <laughs> according to that old saying. <laughs> so, sometimes the animals will crop up from a long time ago thought to be extinct. Well, they were extinct, but I just un instinct them. <laughs> I unstinked them. <laughs> now that reminds me guys, this is me, Elena talking reminds me of my friend had a pet skunk and she it or unstinked it. And that was the smartest, coolest creature ever. It was always climbing on me and wanting to be held by me. I'm like, man, I always wanted a skunk as a pet. They're, super cute. (laughs) Very sweet, curious, smart animals. I love them. Anyway, (laughs) unstinked. I don't know. It just made me think about that. So, okay, back to prime creator. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt this programming, but back to prime creator now. So the animals also have 80% water in their bodies and they hold race memories for, for their individual races such as the dog collective or the horse collective or the parakeet collective, um, or the Jaguar collective, all of the animals have like their own kind of, uh, collective. And sometimes the halves of the collective will end up in opposite, uh, countries. I don't know what he's saying. I'm starting to fall asleep. So, so what now? (laughs) he's showing me this weird thing where there's like nodes on one end and nodes on another. And then they could share packets of information between them. So, so he's showing me like a moose collective, for example, in Canada might be like it's several nodes and it goes all the way across the whole country. But in an area, there might be four or five moose. And then in another area, another state away or a province away, it'd be another, you know, collective of four moose or 40 or whatever it is. And they form, formulate like nodes um, that are uh, energetic, and they um, can traverse long distances with their minds, and they can communicate even though they're not telepathically um, functioning the way that humans can with actual words and, and deep concepts. It's more of a knowingness or sudden just like when a group of animals suddenly starts or they get startled and they all move in unison immediately. It's uh, because their bodies are water and they're magnetic and they have a thought and their thoughts in their brains where there's water is magnetic. And those and the magnetism of that helps them all to have a thought at the same time it's like when one has a thought then the rest will get the thought immediately it's like a rapid fire succession of ideas you know um i feel a hunter in the area we need to go okay boom let's go and then they all run you know and, and they all run at once it's not like one deer runs and the rest are like Doo, do to do to do, do what what's what's up with harry how come he's running over there you know <laughs> So it's just like a split second and it's the memory and there's nodes that are, that occur between, um, tribes of animals. Just like, um, in tribes of people, there's actually, you know, from city to city, there might be an energy with people, but people are not aware of it as much. Animals are very aware. Cause they never got out of mother nature. They've always stayed in tune with mother nature and they have been always a part of that energy. So it's harder for humans to do this, but there was a time indeed where they would all get, uh, like a, ner- a nervous energy. So now what he's showing me guys is like, a, a a small native village before the white man came. And he's showing me that if a neighboring tribe was going to suddenly attack everyone in the tribe would suddenly stand up and look around like prairie dogs. <laughs> and that's how it used to be. And it was like, everyone have a sudden sense of something. And that's because that magnetic force that in the water that's in our bodies. That's really interesting. That's really strange and very interesting. So, um, what about fish? Do they have the magnetic? No, they, they swim through it. They don't have it. They don't have the nodes like the, the land animals do. So all land animals do. Yeah. Basically all land animals do humans are land animals too. And they do have it, but they don't acknowledge or recognize it. So it just seems strange and unusual when people mention it. Telepathy. Are you kidding? That doesn't work. That's not real, but yes, it is. And that's exactly why. Um, I mean, This is why powers, um, of concentration and focus can result in contacting somebody else clean on the other end of the world. And that's why. And because of the memory, because of that energy and the water, it just, it's all flowing. It all flows together. Now, fog is another strange one. <laughs> if I do say so myself, fog is a collective memory for an area fog rolls up and it catches on to what's going on in people's heads and they might all have a similar or same thought at the same time. They don't know, they don't talk about it, but like in San Francisco, you know, one person has a thought, the person with the strongest thought on a block that thought might end up permeating the whole block. If everyone is aware of it and out in the fog, Now, most humans are not even aware of this, but say one person goes out and they just think, I really need a Starbucks. Well, maybe there's 10 people on that block out in the fog that suddenly think they need a Starbucks too, even though they don't even drink or like coffee or maybe they've already gone or maybe they have plans to go a couple hours from now, they might end up going now. And just because somebody who with very strong will, iron force of will, went out and put a thought into the clear blue ether and it was received by, by all the others. So those are just some random thoughts from the creative mind of the greatest creative genius in the universe. Me <laughs> prime creator, your God, I love all of you and I'm so grateful for what you're doing for me. So that I can understand the nature of 3D reality more, but keep up your uh, studies and keep going to um, the sources that you need to to understand yourself better, love yourself, self-care for yourself, and just continue on. Just continue on. Keep going towards the direction of Ascension because you're on your way well on your way. You are very close. So keep going. I'm your prime creator and it has been a pleasure to chat with you tonight. Remember that I'm only one heartbeat away. You need, but ask me and I will come back to you. And I will speak to you through the language of your heart through signs and symbols in the universe, feelings, notions, and yes, indeed insights that come to you through the packets of light sent to you by me lovingly through the universe. Remember, everything is here for you. Everything is going to work out in your favor because it cannot ever be any other way. I am prime creator and it has been a pleasure to speak to you today and transmission. All right, guys, like I was falling asleep. I felt like he was taking over my body a minute. (laughs) A couple times I was just like, my body was just going ahead and speaking while my mind is like, I'm just going to shut off and just let God speak through me. I feel more comfortable with God taking over my body than anyone else. (laughs) I think God will give it back. (laughs) I think that's the problem. I I want someone who's going to give it back. You know, you don't take over my body and not give it back. It's my body. (laughs) It's, we only have it for such a short time. I don't want to give it away, but (laughs) anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of metaphysical Souls speak the podcast. I will be back um, tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Hey, guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast for a while now. And many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app, locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9 and 99 cents monthly and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now, with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way and you're also not limited thank you all so much in advance for your support let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together guys thank you